Fun Ideas Productions presents the Fun Ideas Podcast. Hi, this is Mark Arnold, and welcome to Fun Ideas Podcast number 111. This episode is sponsored by the fine folks at Lee's Comics. From high atop the stately Lee's Comics mansion, we bring you the Lee's Comics Radio Hour with tonight's special guests, Spider-Man, Superman, Batman, Cerebus the Aardvark, and yours truly, Wally Fields. Friends, have you tried Lee's Comics? Lee's Comics is better than the leading comic book store. Wait a minute. Lee's Comics is the leading comic book store, based on arbitrary standards set by Lee Hester himself. Lee's Comics eBay store is still going strong with over 10,000 vintage comics, the majority of which are now on sale. For half off, choose from Lee's huge stock of golden, silver, bronze, and modern age comics, and specializing in Silver Age Marvel titles. You can count on friendly service, accurate grading, and quick, secure shipping backed by a money-back guarantee. To check out Lee's eBay store, go to eBay. Click Advanced Search to the left of the search bar. Scroll down to Sellers and enter Lee's Comics, Inc., period. That's L-E-E-S-C-O-M-I-C-S-I-N-C, period. Don't forget the period. Lee's Comics is shipping daily with no delays. New items daily. Mention the Fun Ideas podcast and get a free bonus gift. Long title, Looking for the Good Times, Examining the Monkey Song One by One by Michael A. Ventrella and Mark Arnold. A book that examines each song, gives lots of details about each song and our own personal opinions. You can find this book on Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, and anywhere where good books are being sold. Our webpage is wordpress.monkeys.com where you can see many of the songs and give your own opinions of them. And we will be discussing this more on Zilch. Hey, Michael, it says here we've written another book about the monkeys. Wasn't the first one enough? Not at all, Mark. Our original book, Looking for the Good Times, Examining the Monkey Songs One by One, was very successful, but only covered half the story. Which half? The group half. Our new book, Headquartered, A Timeline of the Monkey's Solo Years, covers the solo half. Who knew the monkeys record so many solo albums? Not only that, but this book covers all of their solo projects, including stage shows, horse racing, running record labels, directing and starring in TV shows and movies, voice acting, and jail. Jail? Did the monkeys go to jail? Ah, you have to read the book to find out. You've sold me. Have you sold them? Who, who, who's them? Those people out there listening to this. Well, listen to this! This book has discographies, photos, and other information about the prefab for Mickey, Davey, Peter, and Mike, the Solo Monkeys, plus another nifty cover by Scott Shaw. Wow, he did our last cover, and this one's equally good. Where can you get this masterpiece? 
Announcer. Announcer? That's me. <clears throat> Get Headquartered, a timeline of the Monkey Solo Years, written by Michael A. Ventrella and Mark Arnold. Those two guys. It's available in hardback, paperback, or ebook from BearManorMedia.com or from Amazon. Get your copies today. Cool. I'm going to get one today. The Warren Kramer book is still being proofed, and I'm still working on my Mad book and the Kool-Aid article. Kool-Aid Man article, that is. I'm also now working on a new book about the TV cartoon show and video game icon Pac-Man. We'll discuss these and other new projects throughout the year. On today's show, we welcome back Camden Spees, and today he's brought a painter, artist, instructor, and author who creates works for the Chuck Jones Gallery. Here he is, Ben Olson. Hi, it's Mark Arnold on the Fun Ideas Podcast, and today we have two special guests. I have to my left, Camden Spees, who brought with him Ben Olson, who's down below. <laughs> How are you two tonight? Good. Good evening, gentlemen. Doing well, thank you. All right, and um, I figure we just have a little chit-chat about what uh, Ben's doing with uh, the Chuck Jones Gallery and anything else you want to talk about. You know, it's pretty free-form. We're pretty casual here. Um, I guess my first question would just be, uh, Ben, tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got interested in artwork and painting. So, uh, and thank you, Mark, for hosting me on this. I really appreciate it. Um, I... Got it when I was five years old, right? I remember, I remember the inkling of Saturday morning cartoons, and my big thing was Looney Tunes and, and three hours on a Saturday morning. And as I got a little older, five, six, seven, eight, nine, right? That uh, just hours of that on Saturday mornings. There was no VHS of this kind of stuff that was you caught it live or you didn't catch it. And I remember being fascinated with this. And then in when I was 10 years old, so in 1989, Little Mermaid comes out. And my mom took my brother and I and a friend to go see it. And I remember being totally blown away with like Ariel's first scene where she's, you know, part of your world and the hair and the animation and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I want to do that. How do you do that? That's what I want. And, uh, and I was, yeah, I didn't care if it was a princess film. I didn't, didn't matter. Like I was blown away by taking drawings and stuff that I would see on TV is one thing. And then you see it on the big screen and it takes a bit of a different effect. So Long story short, from 10, I knew what I wanted to do. And uh, I, through high school, I continued art programs. I had almost all independent studies my senior year, which was all in art and, and learning this new computer-generated animation thing in 1997. So I used Ray Dream Studio. If, if you ever heard of that, Ray Dream Studio. And uh, had to learn it, had to animate something in it, and then had to teach other people how to use it. So I got into Ringling School of Art and Design. I got the tuition bill, couldn't afford that one. It was 34 to 36,000 at the time, not with supplies. And I uh, ended up going to community college. And my dream was animation. I wanted to be an animator for Disney. That was it. That's why Ringling was my thing. When I got in, I was ecstatic. I loved hand-drawn animation. It was just, there was such a fascination with bringing things to life, right? And I was always more interested in the drawing aspect than the finished product, like the ink and paint. And of course, by the time you get into, 19, you know, like Beauty and the Beast and stuff, you're using caps, so there really is no ink and painting, but right. that was my fascination. And um, so you take that into not going to the school that you really wanna to go to, because you couldn't afford it, and, but going to a, a community college, having great professors, never graduating. I took a, a two-year school, <laughs> 
I was still there four years, like two years after I should have graduated. Never graduated. Started a job in photography do, uh, for yeah. Auto Trader. I'm taking <laughs> cars and motorcycles. Sure. And, um, and, you know, felt this thing that was out of place. You know, I'm like, man, I, I, I still love drawing and painting. Um, you know, I, I did, I, I got into a really good art school. That's what my love was, but I just couldn't find it. So I kind of took my own path. And by the time I was 28, got into a job in design. And I think at that moment is when I realized that I was a creative, not just an illustrator. Mm-hmm. And therefore I could then, I could then figure this creativity out in design and film and writing and painting and whatever. And it was fascinating, still loving, mind you, Chuck Jones. And, and, and like, he was always my favorite director. All the cartoons that I watched when I would go back and look at them, almost all of them had directed by Charles M. Jones. So um, when I was in high school, even I had, the, I, I got his, uh, I don't have it with me here. It's up in my library up in front, but I got uh, the duck amuck right? And I had oh, yeah. his autobiography and I looked at that because- Duck amuck or the, the sequel? No, no, I have Chuck Redux also, but I, I was just the first one with the yellow cover. Yeah. And I was, Bugs Bunny was on the cover and I would digest animation, right? Drawing, animation, cartoons, it's all throughout. And so in high school, the library obviously gets bigger. And I, and I, I, I drew Drip Along Daffy was the first drawing I drew out of that book. <laughs> and so I, I sketched that. And then I would sketch everything he had in there. And then I would read about, you know, what his stuff was. And I just, I took it in. He was... Frank Johnson or uh, Frank Thomas and Ollie Johnston book. Um, uh, help me out, Camden. Uh, illustration of life, I think. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, something like that. It's, yeah. it's <laughs> yeah. yeah, the illusion of life. There you illusion go. Of life. Thank you. Yeah, and I have it. I <laughs> have that book it. too. Between and, the three of us, we'll get the title. <laughs> right? We'll get it. So between those two books, those three people to me, uh, and Glenn Keane, he didn't have a book at that time, but like watching his animation. That was my big thing. So fast forward into the design and using illustration and stuff in there. It's going interesting and I'm, I'm learning more. And I end up like uh, Craig, Chuck's grandson, comes out to uh, an event out here in Schaumburg. And it was for Looney Tunes and, and, and uh, Chuck's, you know, Chuck's art. So they were the, the gallery. And I met him and he brought the Oscar out. And uh, I was with uh, the previous Mrs. Olson at the time and we had two kids. And so I was all ecstatic because I'm like, Chuck's grandson is here and he's brought all this amazing artwork and like original drawings, you know, and um, production drawings, which that is what I nerd out on and uh, met Craig and we hit it off. I don't know what it it is yet, but there's something here and I'm like, are we, are you talking to me still? Like, this is me. (laughs) And, um, and so we, would chit chat every long now and again. And um, four years, I was in like 2008 and I got one, that was my first piece of fine art, like animation fine art was, I have it up front in my library. And it was from Marvin the Martian in 1980, I believe it's where he's wrapped up in like the, you know, kind of like a, a mummy. They did like the hasty hair, they had, uh, it was like a limited edition. Yes. Yeah. Well, but it wasn't, it was the actual, just the production drawing. So it's actually one of the drawings from the film and, but yeah, it's from hasty hair and um, like the straight jacket gun or whatever it was when he winds up um, canine and, uh, and Marvin and puts them over there um, disgruntled Martians or whatever the sign says. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, I got that piece and I was 
that, that's a big deal for me. That was my first piece of animation fine art. And so years later, um, I'm going through some stuff and uh, the previous Mrs. Olsen is about to become the previous Mrs. Olsen and it's kids and it's all this kind of stuff. And I remember just kind of being a shell of an individual, right? Because mm -hmm. that, that kind of stuff will take it out of you. And I, and I wasn't into painting or drawing anymore or anything. It was just kind of, ah. And I remember Craig reached out to me because he had a similar experience. And, uh, and he was like, hey, um, I want you to come out. I want you to come out here to California for Chuck's 100th birthday. I'd like you to be my guest. This was in 2012. Yeah. And, and I was like, <laughs> what? And I'm like, okay. And, and I said, sure, because we had kept up, you know, conversations and whatnot. They had the Chuck Jones Center for Creativity that they were doing. So I remember going out there for in 2012. Uh, Camden, I think that's probably the first time I met you. No, I was, no, I was, I was, well, I never met you until I was like 15. Okay. All right. Well, maybe I was close. So I pre-Camden. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I definitely was not there when I was 12. I was, I would have been in fifth grade. Okay. All right. So pre-Camden era. And, uh, <laughs> Uh, I went out for the Chuck thing and June Foray was there, you know, they had the whole hundredth birthday. Um, I was chit chatting with Leonard Malton and just gushing over him and, and like it, the things that you've shown and written about animation and what it's effect on me. I just remember being in this thing. Can't believe I'm really here, you know, <laughs> and Craig was so generous, like the family's so generous and, and just loving it. And so we hung out, I got to experience this whole gigantic thing. And then I started to get involved with Red Dot for the center. And they're like, well, would you put a painting in? I, well, yeah, I'll put a painting in. And I did Drip Along, because that was the first sketch I ever did. And I did it in little pixels. So I had, huh, I took a 12 by 12 canvas and I did uh, half inch squares on the whole thing. So that's a lot of squares, right? And then I did pixel art with it and, yeah. and did this whole thing. And that was my first thing. And I remember somebody bought it for like 150 bucks. And I was, and I was ecstatic. I'm like, I can't believe anybody paid any money for this. Not that I thought it was bad, but it was just someone, someone it's different. It's not, you know, a traditional thing like that back there, or even this, which isn't done and nobody's seen yet because it's not finished. Um, but so that was kind of the kickstart to it. And then uh, ended up getting to do fine art with them and my first showed him my first piece which was a rabbit fire inspired piece because that's one of my all-time favorites and uh, and then it kind of took off from there and then I got involved with the center at, for creativity they asked me to join the board so I've been on the board for a while I opened up the center here in Chicago so I do Chuck Jones big events we do Chuck uh, Craig comes out for this year's Bugs Bunny's 80th so our home team wears bugs that I'm designing the, the visiting team over at Elmer <laughs> and, uh, and we got involved. And so it's been this awesome relationship with the center and all the work that the center does. And then the fine art, which until COVID hit last year, I, I mean, I, I, maybe I did a dozen paintings total, right. In, in four or five years, I didn't do a lot because I had, I have a design business. That's my main source of income is the design agency. And I'm in year 13 of that. So uh, that takes precedence. And then last year, everything came to a grinding halt, hmm. literally. And you couldn't have events. All my clients that did trade shows and galas and everything else that I branded out, guess what? Gone. And so um, we switched to this online thing, the Zoom thing that we're in. 
and <laughs> uh, and I, and teaching, you know, art classes. And then I, I did. Craig was like, "Let's do a creative side chat. Let's showcase some of your artwork." I don't, I don't have any new pieces. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I got to paint. And so I did a, I did a um, Robin Hood Daffy piece because that's also in my top. It's hard to pick a top five, but it's right up that's there. Linda's favorite too, I think. Oh yeah, it's it's Linda's favorite. Yoinks in a way. Bam! Every time I still laugh. <laughs> so I had that, and I had a. They have the Hanna Barbera stuff, so I did a Dino. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. That's one of the ones I sh- I sent to you, Mark, to see. I think. Mm-hmm. It's that stripey style, that pop art style. I have two different styles of painting. I have the pop art, which is the stripe stuff, and then I have yeah. this oil. Yeah, I saw a few and things so, on your web- website. So yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. It, uh, it was kind of one of those things where I'm like, I had two pieces. And so we're talking about Chuck and whatever and, and um, the, you know, what we're doing. And, and it was a good show. And, mm-hmm. then, uh, and then I started to host a couple of others for them. Um, and then we got to Comic-Con week. And they were like, hey, we're going to do Comic-Con. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, that's awesome. And they're like, we need you to be the host for Fabio Napoleone. Okay. Didn't know him at all. Mm-hmm. Now we're, I consider him, Fabio, if you watch this, I consider you a bestie, man, because I love you. Um, we'll chit-chat. <laughs> love that dude. And then Tim Rogerson, friend of mine, good friend of mine. Love that guy. Tim Rogerson, stupidly talented. I, got, I bought his artwork. I bought one with Jerry Eisenberg, too. Yeah, I got to. And Jerry, Jerry and I are buddies now. Jer, Jer and I, as I like to call him, <laughs> Jer and I uh, have done two shows. We're going to do another one. And he's got rare footage that he shot on the lot with his little. Oh, yeah. 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 I've seen some and of that. We, I, think I think Stu showed some of that. Yeah, yeah. Stu, Stu, our friend Stu Shostak, I think, showed that, like, it was really hard for him to get it. I bet, I bet, I bet Jerry's going to show what um, the, the same pile, I don't know, maybe different. It, but at least you wouldn't have Stu's audio commentary in the background. That's true. Well, I, I, I take it all. He's, I don't know what's on it totally. Um, I just know that they, uh, one of our, Scott's digitizing it and it's going to send it. And so Jerry wants to go through this stuff. And I'm like, um, yes. Let's go through that. So I got I Jerry. I to read Jerry for because um, for my historian's craft essay, we have to write a thirteen-page paper. And I'm writing on Hanna Barbera. I've got Willie on Monday to talk to, and I've been trying to reach Jerry, but. Well, I, I got an email, man. I got Jerry and I are buds. So if you need if you need something, <laughs> I will I will make that connection for you. Because you know I, what I found too was like in in that in interviewing, so take this change of world thing, right? And I'm getting to interview guys that are legends and like just right. chit chat with them. Some people I've never even met before. And uh, we get to Comic-Con week and they're like, okay, um, here's the run of show, right? We got this, we got Willie Ito was was on one and uh, Tim Rogerson, Fabio Napoleone. You the Schultz family, right? Yes, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. The, well, no, was it the Schultz family? Tom Everhart was, I think, for Jones Family Gathering. Um, I forget who the, the, there was another one in between, but they're like, we need you to bookend Sunday. I'm like, we need you to bookend Sunday. Like, you're on. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, well, I've only, I've only done like um, those two pieces. So in a very short time, this was one of them. I actually started this painting while, while it was on. I did eight concepts, seven got approved, and I went right to paint. And Bat's Platt was one. There's moments, I have a wait for it series. And the whole idea behind that is it's the moment right before the whatever it is, right? <laughs> and, yeah. and, 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 and what I loved about um, his Bat suit is I love the look on his face when he's just, you know, and then he's, he's got it going and just right into the cliff wall. Like <laughs> Chuck was so brilliant. 
at Jax, mm-hmm. him and Mike Maltese, what they would write, it was hilarious. So this piece was one of them. And I had a style that I was, that I had, but I'm like, it needs to evolve a little bit. So I started like, that's the actual Grand Canyon. And that's an mm-hmm. actual shot from, from, um, I forget what point it's at, but it's, that's an actual picture, but I wanted to paint it in my style. And I'm like, I love the Southwest. And I think there's a lot to do. I, I was painting, um, Maurice Noble style backgrounds. I did a watercolor of like 65 for the 65th anniversary of Wiley Cody and Roadrunner. And mm-hmm. it was in that, um, Maurice style. And I love, I love his, and, but I'm like, I want to do something a little bit different. I want to put them in real settings. Right. But like was, they did the first couple, they did the first couple and like they, um, Mark wasn't, I think it was Phil DeGard who was the layout person, I think yes. the early ones. And they, and they had a realistic, like lifestyle desert. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can totally tell the difference between the two styles. Right. And what I ended up gravitating more toward was Maurice's style. Um, and, but I would watch what, you know, I would look at stuff that he would sketch real life. And then I would see the, how that would, uh, come out in his designs. His design was brilliant. And that was like another reinforcement of, you're not just an artist. You have to look at this as a, I mean, you're an artist, but you gotta be a designer. You've got to think these things through. And so like that piece, the original sold before I, here's the mistake I made. And it's not a mistake, but it's just a <laughs> thing that happens. And then Robert will tell me, be like, I have to wait now until I post anything. Here, do you want to see what, that, what uh, they haven't let, they haven't posted it yet. So technically, I don't know, whatever, we're going to just show it. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to do an experiment. An exclusive here right now. <laughs> so I love different surfaces. And what I loved about the skate deck thing, I, here's my Wiley sketch on the back, <clears throat> was <laughs> so there, there's, it's upside, upside oh, yeah. down. <laughs> so what I loved about this was not just painting on it, right, but actually painting for the medium. So if I'm going to paint a skate deck and, and I'm painting the underside of it, what is it going to look like? And so I wanted <laughs> Wiley County and pocket shoes, right? And so he's on the board right now. He's on right, the yeah. board. And he'll never get away from him because he's not that, he's not, he'll never be as fast as the Roadrunner can always catch him. So I wanted to paint for the thing. So this is, I mean, they've priced it out and everything. They just haven't released it yet. So I can't release it yet and like post it on my social media. So here you go, Mark, for you. Yay. (laughs) I mean, I I gotta be honest, I just did a piece for Jerry and it took me two months to get the gallery to approve. (laughs) Just let me have have just a couple of pieces and Carol just kept bugging him and bugging him. It just, it took a while. It does. It, it, it takes a bit. I had, I had Marvin pieces. Well, and even this. So what I'll do is to give you an idea, like I love black wing pencils and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll credit Chuck with that. Um, there's just something about the feel of the pencils. So what I'll do is I'll do my concept sketch. So this is my maestro concept sketch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll do this. And then I send that, I'll photograph it, I'll send it in. And then I either get notes or I get approved or I get no. I've only been told no once, which is fine. <laughs> um, so then it'll turn into like where I'll go to paint. So hopefully that's not too shiny. But Orion funny. is like this is their, Orion, the actual. Um, <laughs> and Orion the Hunter, like mainly because like that's my homage to like Elmer Fudd somewhere in the background. But it's this whole idea of this is the actual Hollywood Bowl. If you right. look at a picture from the state out and how the mountains go. Mm-hmm. And I guess I've got to put the little fly in and the, the cue stick with the chalk. But 
I'll go to that. No, they, I'm just curious, Ben. Yeah. I was, this is like you did, did where if you were paying during also during coronavirus, I gotta ask, you have little kids. So do you paint in your office? Because, because I'm just asking, because I mean, that would probably screw something up. I, I, if, so get this. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I have, I, well, so to, I've been, I have a, I have four. I have a, um, I have a 16 year old about to turn 17. I have a 15 year old that's about to turn 16. And then I have a four year old about to turn five and a two year old about to turn three. The two year old and the, th and the four year old have been with me. Uh, my daughter, Michaela has been with me since she was two and a half months old. And Hunter has been here since he was five weeks old. I raised both kids while working the full-time job of running my design agency and painting and running my nonprofit. And it all happens in this. So what you can't see is if I were to turn the monitor around, I've got a library in front. I've got a giant screen. I've got about 4,000 square feet. There's a ball pit up there. There's a bounce house over there. There's all kinds <laughs> of stuff. And I... <laughs> Right. And I figured out this rhythm to things on how I can raise kids from like we went from feedings and bottles and diaper changes to, you know, food and what. But I got it down. And so every single day since for the last almost five years, coming up, this is what I do. So I do it all at the same time. Hmm. And uh, I've got one painting only that my little one took a green brush to, which is I'm doing this Mr. T tribute in the pop art style. And he took a green brush to it. <laughs> it's over there. And I'm like, oh, I, I did. So, but when it comes to like these, so he'll go and he'll be like, daddy, is it dry? I'm like, no. Okay, I can't touch it. <laughs> you cannot touch it. <laughs> and, and he won't. He'll. And they know now, I mean, it, it's part of just training them in the environment, right? And so like yeah. my, all my sketch stuff, like desks, they can draw, they can paint, they got their own stuff but they know that there are certain things that they can't, you know, that they need to ask, right, before they do anything. And that's just kind of part of it. So really, Camden, not bad. Five years almost, one incident, and not on a Chuck piece. Because <laughs> that, would, that would suck to repaint. You could just say it's a special duck on well, piece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, there's bugs, and he's just screwing with me. So exactly. it's, it's been a blast. And I, I think I've got like tw 18 to 20 pieces that I've done since last May. Yeah. You, you hadn't concluded that because you were saying you'd only done like 12. And then you said, I was going to, I did. And then I didn't know how many did you do? You know? So how fast do you usually paint? And that was, like take, take us through that one painting, you know, uh, if it's not too complicated, I mean, with like a zillion characters, what's the average, amount of time that takes a painting from sketch to final product so from sketch and i'll take um scenic route which is this one right here okay um that one was probably a good like 70 to 80 hours start to finish okay right and then like this one right here maestro is is we're right around the the 40 hour mark so a good mm -hmm. solid week i've got about another six or seven hours to go and then it's done so figure something a little bit because that is actual size. That's a it's the limited, but it's an eighteen by thirty six. Uh, it's uh, figure somewhere in between like the fifty to eighty hour range is my average for these. And how how long do you paint at a stretch? I mean, do you do like four hour, eight hours? What? 
No, it's it's um so because I've got ADD too, which is awesome because that allows me to do like a lot of things at once. Yeah. And so I'll have four paintings and I'll have sketches going. And while paint's drying, maybe I'm spending two hours on this, right? Mm -hmm. And I get it to a point where if the paint's still, like I love working in oils, if it's still um, where I need it to dry before I can build on it, specifically in a lighter days, I won't touch it. And then I'll come back and do another three hours. And then on scenic route, I did the entire background start to finish in a solid week, just the whole way through. And then I let it dry for a week and then I did the characters on top. So, and then I do the sketches too. So part of Chuck is I do uh, colored pencil on half tone or black paper. Seems to go really well, this cell. <laughs> so, and I love it. It's, just, it's a fascinating medium to blend. And I like soft core colored pencils. So like the Prismacolor Premier. So I'll sketch, which does not take me as long while this is drawing and I'll just keep hopping back, back That's and cool. forth. And I, I need, I need like four to five things going on at once when it comes to the fine art stuff, simply because of think of it like a conveyor belt sort of. Mm -hmm. And while one thing's sitting, I can get the, so that by the time I'm done within like a two week period, I've got seven pieces. Mm -hmm. It may have taken me like a month and a half to get there, but I've got, and off we go. Now are all these uh, commissions, like are they pre-ordered or are they just like, I think I'll do, you know, duck them up today, you know, or I think I'll do Robin Hood Daffy today. You know, is there, do you get assignments or do you get free reign to do whatever you want? Um, I get free reign to do whatever I want. That's and, cool. <laughs> um, there's things that, yeah, yeah, not bad. There's things like, so for instance, the skate deck, right? Um, well, here, I'll show you this. Here's a the skate deck is, that was a, I'm experimenting. So what I usually have to do is I have to submit a concept, right? Mm -hmm. And then in that concept, that's where either they'll make a note or they'll go ahead and approve it. And then I can go to paint with the sketches. I can just sketch. So I don't have to have that approved. It can just go and it flies or it doesn't. And the recent Marvin ones that I did, I did, I'm doing the steampunk series, right? Mm. And the steampunk stuff is gone. And, and I've got an evil Sherlock Holmes and, and canine Watson. That's the premise. So I'm building this cast of villains, steampunk style with Wiley and Gossamer and the evil scientist and Witch Hazel. And the whole idea is, don't tell anybody, Mark or Camden, but the whole idea is there's, 20, there's 25 letters left in the alphabet, right? And maybe we're going to throw a couple of symbols in. Marvin and Daffy have not clashed on all but only one so far. <laughs> what else is on the other planets? So... <laughs> I've got this whole thing that I'm building out right now and it's all steampunk style in this like um, sci-fi steampunk. And I just did these. And so they sold. And then sometimes they'll come back and be like, uh, like I just got one this week. Somebody loves my style and they dig or whatever. And they'll ask for something particular, uh, like a Marvin and a canine on the moon with a whatever. And Marvin has something in his hand. Could you do something with that? Sure. Okay. And then they'll set the price they'll tell me what that is. And then they'll clear that with the collector. The collector goes, yes, pays for it. And then I start. So sometimes I'll get commissions in like that, which I'm totally open for. Most of the time, like this stuff, I'll send just the sketch and then it's go nuts. So I love the free reign and the Chuck Jones people, cause I've got buddies of mine who do Disney and star Wars and stuff like that. Disney particulars a little, especially now 
little we notice your Star Wars thing in the back. Huh? We noticed the Star Wars memorabilia in the back. <laughs> I've got a helmet. I could we could nerd it out on Star Wars for I just picked up the mini, the mini Mando. I mean, wow. come on. <laughs> You know, if if we're gonna if we're gonna go into I got stuff. Uh, you know, well, um, mine so, is well, mine is like this. <laughs> all um, right. I've actually, got, that that uh, actually that uh, kind of makes me wonder: I've Are you allowed more. if you're um, uh, have free reign? Are you allowed to do like mashups of things, or are you, like you can't do Star Wars and Chuck Jones together? Example. Would you like to see a Star Wars Chuck Jones? Ah, sure, yeah, sure. one. If <laughs> so, he oh, has so done it. Okay, I'm... yeah, I wasn't sure, you know, because I mean, you're trying to do this arguably to sell. I mean, you know, or are you? Uh, you well, just and here's the thing with it. You got to have if it's a double license thing or more yeah. than one license, uh, and they go, and they go to reproduce this for a thing. You have to have both on board, right? And and so it gets a little trickier. Yeah. Um, like a guy that we just did a thing with S. Preston, he does MLB and and Disney or MLB and Looney Tunes. You got to have you got. I mean, it's a double dip, right? Right. However, when we're in red, yes. <laughs> 50 bucks right all the, mm -hmm. all the funds go to the center because that's the whole idea right so we donate the canvas but i wanted to do this concept because when the mandalorian came out mm -hmm. that is how i wanted star wars i'm sorry not the sequel trilogy okay seven <laughs> i enjoyed eight i can't stand burn it at the stake nine tried to rewrite it fine fine <laughs> right it, it tried and, and and bless jj abrams for trying to get there but Really, Ryan Johnson did enough damage to where I'm like, you you gave the middle finger to Star Wars, and I can't take it. <laughs> Man, not that I have any feelings about this, right? Mm -hmm. But <laughs> you get my own piece. Yeah, that seems like a gem. Well, consider like half the money went to the center, half the money went back to me, so technically I paid half price. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> We've got a little salt and pepper going on, right? Grogu, Grogu's going to eat him. Michigan J Frog <laughs> has met. He's met his demise. That's going to be the end of it. And, uh, and I love that piece. So I painted it. And with Red Dot, I don't have to, we don't have to have approval or anything. And so it went and $1,650 later, some, a collector, a pick, a 12 by 12, mind you, is what the size was. And it was gone. So raised a lot of money for the center, which was awesome. And then I got that piece. And it's, so that's, that's kind of how I can do the Star Wars mashup yeah. stuff currently well, well what about like you know warner brothers obviously you have a license for warner brothers but could you match up you know dc comics or have a with or is that just a totally different range of free so i can't um <laughs> i can't answer that on camera okay uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's more of like it, it's here's how I get around the DC thing because there's stuff obviously like when in, in, um, super rabbit and no, is that the name of it? Is it super yeah, rabbit? rabbit? And then there's the thing tucked in later. Which, man. Yeah. Super, but super duck also. <laughs> yeah. And and then, the McKimskins the, the thing is great. And then there's, then there's, I, I, I told you because you did a super rabbit thing. I'm like, well, you need to do a snafu for man from the private snafu thing. True. And so, well, and, and here's what, here's how I got around the DC thing, because obviously they're using Superman, right? For right. stupid duck and super bugs. 
And then, and then Wiley Cody in his bat suit, which Chuck did in the green, and they, that way there's no like whatever. But what I did, here's what I did. I said, okay, um, I can use them in their form, mm -hmm. and I can, as long as I keep Wiley in his green bat suit, I can, I can freaking put him in Gotham City. Why not? I mean, <laughs> and and so I did, I did, um, I, I did these covers like Jim Lee. So you all know who Jim Lee is. Yeah. Uh -huh. I just got this in the mail. Wow. Oh my gosh. It's glorious. <laughs> I have a whole library full of hundreds of art books, but um, I love Lee. Right? Yes. So I love the Jim Lee and, and the Alex Ross. Alex Ross, super talented guy. He's been in the studio once and was doing some stuff and it was cool. And he donated a bunch of his artist proofs so that we could raise money for our foundation, which was totally nice of him but I love his painting style also. So here's what I did. I took those covers and I did like poses with, cause you can't really take Wiley out of the desert. Does it make any sense? Except when he has his bat suit on, I can put him anywhere in the city. So I have a, I have a Roadrunner gargoyle, right? It's all on <laughs> black paper and colored pencil. I did this whole comic thing with the lettering and everything. And then I did Wiley in his bat suit with uplighting, right? As he's standing on the head of the thing. And then I did the same thing with Stuperduck and like Superbugs, right? Where Daffy's giving him the eye because obviously he's second fiddle. No matter how much he tries, he's always number two. And, and Bugs is floating, right? But Daffy's on the ground and then Wiley's just kind of oblivious to whatever and he's doing his bat pose. So I get around that where I can homage those things if I do it that way. And I stay true form to the characters because that to me is even funnier than if I were mm -hmm. to just put him in a Batman suit, maybe. I, but like, I know that, I know that Sylvester did a whole Batman thing too. Um, and um, so, did, I mean, you can license Hannah Barbera character, Yogi Bear did one. Yes. Uh, which, um, which uh, what, I know that later they did a Green Lantern and a da Daffy one too. Yes. Well, and, and it's kind of one of those, like I, Batman is my number one favorite. Um, see, look at that. We could do, I could nerd out with y'all guys. Poison, you know, <laughs> little guns pop out. Um, so, um, Batman is my all time favorite because he's the only superhero. He was the first superhero for me without superpowers that really had to, you know, other than being rich, right. But he had to work for it. And so that to me was more than Superman who was just like, what's up? I can laser you with my eyes, you know? And, uh, and then I can float around all over the place. So that, mix of dc and these guys i would I, i'd love to try to find a way to do it i don't know exactly no like I, i'd have to have it okayed and and it'd probably have to go to a specific like a collector would be like could you do this and here's a commission that comes in that's probably how it would end up happening unless by some miracle we're able to blend it's, that dc you know universe and stuff like that and have it make sense I know DC licensed the Warner Brothers characters. It's like their third longest running comic book series. Yes, and I've seen those. And that's why I was like, well, if you can do that, you know. Yeah. But again, like for me, it's kind of having it make sense with that. And, and I go back to like. I personally prefer these, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you'd beat me on the comic. Like, I got a lot of comic books. But you, yeah, but... I've definitely beat you, as you can see. You can see it. I no, I, it's, it's like, off camera. I see your finger and your drapes. <laughs> right. Oh, There's lovely blinds. You have some yes. lovely blinds. <laughs> I'm glad you have Venetian blinds. That's good. 
Um, so um, I have a zillion questions. Uh, I'll just rattle things off. Uh, who sets the prices for any commissions? I mean, is it you or is it the, the, the whole gallery or how does that work? Uh, so the gallery does. Uh, okay. nice. Oh, that's what's next to my bed. Okay. Oh, just <laughs> I'll, I'll text you some pictures of my library, Camden. Wait till you see. Um, so uh, what we could, well, I'm sure we'll have some synergies. So I leave it like my thing is uh, the gallery knows like Robert, Scott, those guys, they know their collector base. They know what sells. Um, I am not like a, you know, I'm not a, um, like Daniel, Keelan, I love that dude hands down right and i think he's the top so like that or a chuck or something like that so i leave it to them i'm like you tell me what you think and and i and i i've never been like that's too low or <laughs> you know, so like it for instance on like these paintings um that was the first one to cross over like the three thousand dollar threshold for um well not not that one but the newest one i did um the two newest ones were the first ones to cross over the three thousand dollar threshold which to me was like amazing. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then like the skate deck, I thought they were going to price it much lower than what they actually did. When I was like, okay, yes, we could do that. And so I leave it kind of, I go off their recommendation and then I just say, yeah, sure. That's fine. So even on commissions, they'll come to me like this week and they'll be like, okay, um, here's what the collector would like. Are you cool with that? Here's the size. So they'll specify the size and the medium that they'd like. And then based off that, they'll give me a price they recommend and then what my percentage would be after. And then I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever, just done. And then I put it in my queue. Mm -hmm. I, I also have a question for you, Ben, about the gallery. Because mm -hmm. I've been to all the other three, but the, but is this, is the center in Chicago, and I got to ask questions as well first, what is Chicago land? Because... The land of Chicago. Because it's labeled <laughs> Chuck Jones Chicago land. And I'm, and I'm like... So Chicagoland is how we refer to Chicago and the surrounding suburbs. So okay. it, it's like a metro area. So it's think a like, toddling town. It, it, yeah, it, thank you very much. Absolutely. So when, when we were coming up with, because I'm in Schaumburg, and Schaumburg is the second biggest economic district in the state, right? But I was like, all right, do I do Chuck Jones Center, Schaumburg, or really we service the entire Chicago area? including suburbs. Like we do stuff all over the place. We're down at Comic-Con at McCormick Place. We're down, you know, we're helping out community centers and in the inner city out here, like west of us. So Chicagoland is the all-encompassing, that's how we refer to it here as like our greater metro area. Got it. So you, Camden already mentioned it, but how, how many galleries are there then? Uh, is there four or more? Here's uh, San Diego, Costa Mesa, Santa Fe, and there's a pop-up gallery right now in Palm Desert. And okay. so they'll do pop-up. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm familiar with the San Diego one just because of going to Comic-Con and seeing oh, yeah. it there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, was this affiliated with the old Warner Brothers store? Is this kind of like a thing where like uh, the, all the old, old Warner Brothers stores kind of went by the wayside and like Ruth Clampett went off with her Clampett stuff and then you guys are doing the Chuck Jones? They're the, they're the it's completely that independent. And Linda told me about that. You should have them both on here because they both tell a great story about their connection, which is a really good story. <laughs> well, so from, from what I like the Linda Jones, when she did Linda Jones Enterprises and took on the, the fine art side of things with her and mm -hmm. Chuck, that was 
separate from Warner stores. So I believe they sold in Warner stores, like mm -hmm. it worked, okay. but that's a separate thing. So when Warner stores kind of went away, Linda Jones Enterprises and all the fine art stuff, that just, that kept going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All and of it kept going. Both, both places kept going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, as far as, I mean, I know you're, mainly doing Chuck Jones stuff, but I mean, do you ever delve into Frizz's stuff or anything else like that for, even for a commission, or is that kind of even off the table? No, I, you know, it, if a collector wants a commission on something. Yeah. Like Yosemite Sam or something. Like that. Yeah, yeah. I, have, I have a commission from Eric Goldberg of him, of me, if, of drawing of, of, you know what I'm talking, you know, if, you, if it's, it's me being watched on TV by Bullwinkle, Fred Flintstone, Yogi Bear, and Bugs Bunny. <laughs> oh. I'm not, I don't even think I'm allowed to do that because of Bullwinkle. You're not allowed to show that because I'm not allowed to show the Eric Goldberg piece that I have <laughs> that has a whole mashup of characters that is not, not allowed. But to answer your question, yeah, I could, Yosemite Sam, it'd do any of those characters. Oh, okay. Okay. Because I didn't yeah, know how strict they are about it. Where they say, it's really, Chuck Jones only. You know? No, it's really Looney Tunes. So, yeah. like, okay. think, of, think of whatever you would put the scenario in. Like, I have a piece that I want to do, and it's a Western. And I did a Yosemite Sam piece, and it sold, and it was big. And it was, I called it Mustacho, because it was in the pop art, stripey style. And he had this gigantic, you know, like, twisty mustache. Um and then I've got another one that I, I, it was approved. I never painted it, but it was bugs with a carrot in his holster. And you're kind of looking from tail forward and there's dust bunnies rolling across. And then it's Yosemite Sam coming through the dust in the old West town. I haven't painted it. It got approved like five, six, seven years ago. I just never painted it. <laughs> um, what about like, I'm sorry if I'm asking too many questions, Mark, I, but what about like, you know, Hanna-Barbera or like, are you just free range to do that? And then, because within like or the hammer bear or just mashups like the Grinch or Ricky Tiki Tavi or stuff like that. Um, Ricky Tiki Tavi, I think we can do. Um, Grinch, <laughs> Grinch is a super. It, the whole Seuss like enterprises and, and what they have as far as what they do and specifically Grinch stuff. Like I've done um, some sketches and whatnot, but to actually do a painting, um, even it's super finicky and and yeah. sometimes kind of more of a hassle to try to get stuff approved and done. So could I do a commission of that? Like a private commission? Sure. Through Chuck Jones, I would do, but um, to do Grinch stuff, like I've, I've, there's been a couple things that I've wanted to do and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. So, <laughs> yeah. It's all these little gray areas. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when I did my to Patty Freeling book, you know, they did a lot of Sue specials too. And uh, yeah, it's like, it's all their own stuff. It's not owned by Disney anymore. It's not owned by Patty Freeling, not owned by Marvel or wherever, you know. Who you use Snafu. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's one, the one Snafu. exception, I guess, is Snafu. You could use Snafu without, wait, you could, you could use, you could just say it's Clampett's Horton hatches the egg. Yeah. Possibly. But it, it's it like, could I, there's a couple of Hanna-Barbera pieces that I'd like to do. Um, yeah. and, I, and I can, all I do is do is submit a sketch, you know, a concept sketch for it, but to do a mashup between Hanna-Barbera and Looney Tunes, I, I don't know how well that would go over, you know, um, they give me a pretty good free range, like I'm doing the steampunk thing, yeah. why not, like I have a, I have a reason why I'm doing it and how it's, you know, mm -hmm. it started off a, a red dot painting, oddly enough, 
and uh, and then it just and it still sells the limited still sells so I still do that and I'm like man I really want to turn this into something so I can screw with things like that um, like there's some other Snoopy stuff that I want to do <laughs> but like Red Baron style you know and I'm like and I have a particular but again it gets a little tricky mm-hmm. now I, do you tip Bob Singer and he said to this morning for my essay um we should have him on here, Mark, but I just met him, so I couldn't ask him. Oh, <laughs> next time. <laughs> yes. Nick, but, um, but, so what he said is like, you know, I asked him at the limited editions, he said, you know, he said, I'm going to get a request from a dentist, and then it might go to become a limited edition or so-and-so, which is, I think, isn't that a lot of what happened with Chuck, too? You know, like, you know, because he did a lot of occupational stuff and all that. Yeah, you could turn, like, there are things that, um, for instance, the Steampunk Marvin thing, that was the Red Dot thing, and they turned it into a limited. And they've done stuff with Chuck where they, you know, it sells, you do a commission on something, and then they turn it into a limited. So that's, yeah, that's not uncommon. Now, what I was going to ask is, uh, you mentioned working with oils, but, I mean, do you work with every type of paint, water paints, and everything? So, everything. Wow, okay. <laughs> so, and and here's, here's why, like, there's... Um, everything has its own different thing, right? And what I love about oils is the fact that I love the manipulation that I can do for the length of time that I can manipulate the color. And there's something in that texture, like that specifically that I would never try to do in acrylics. It's just, acrylics and I don't really agree with each other too much of the time anyway, but, um, but the pop art style is acrylic spray paint plus acrylic paint and that kind of stuff. And then watercolor, like, so that's 65 that I did, and that sold, that was like one of those things that sold that first show we did, that creative side chat in May, right? Somebody mm-hmm. bought it. And I love that piece, and it was a good size piece, but what I love about watercolor is it's like a chemical reaction. You don't always know what's going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. And like, where oils, I can control that, you know? Right. Acrylics, I can control that, you know? Watercolor, I can try, I can guide it, you know? And, and what I love about that is there's certain things when you, when you like, and I, I credit Sandy Imperiority, um, who's my buddy Curtis's mom, who we would go into the Virginia City, Nevada, and we would paint for a week watercolor, right? That's all we would do, a plain air watercolor painting. And um, that medium fascinates me and frustrates me, but it fascinates me more than anything else. And then if you take marker to that, like the Copic markers and stuff, that has that kind of feel just faster on a sketch. So I love charcoal, chalk, color pencil, ink, whatever. Mm-hmm. I love it all because they all have their different things and I'm a lot, I can express myself differently in those mediums. Cool. And then another question I had, did you ever meet the great, the great man, Chuck Jones or even Frizz or anybody, anybody uh, involved with the Looney Tunes past or present? June Foray once at the right. 2012, right? <laughs> which was a big deal. Yeah. And Eric, uh, Eric Goldberg, newer, right? Yeah. Chuck Jones too, as I like to call. Um, <laughs> I've got to meet him a bunch of times. That's been a thrill. But Chuck, the first time I, I met Craig was 2008. Chuck passed in what, 2002? So um, mm-hmm. I, nev- I never did get to meet him or Maurice um, Frizz. And that it's one of those things that, you know, I, I know Linda well and Craig and, and I, knowing the family, like I kind of absorb that Chuck aura, you know, yeah. and, and it just, and, and that to me is exciting. So while I never did get to meet the man himself, 
I digest obviously a lot of his videos and, you know, the stuff that he was said on what they've captured, but um, knowing the family has, that's my, that's my, you know, imparting of Chuck to me. Yeah. You I'm think we curious. could get a hold of her. I think Linda would be easier, but you think we can get a hold of him if we can. It's been really difficult to get a hold of him. You think we can get Craig on here? Get anybody on my show. <laughs> <laughs> you, could, you, could get, you could get Craig. You just like, like you got to do like what I do. You just got to nail him down. Craig, <laughs> come on. Come on, so, do the show. Hey, yes. we're on episode 111 or 112. I forgot the numbers. So oh. we're, we're, yeah, I've been doing this for about three years. So awesome. um, I did, uh, I did meet both Chuck and Frizz, not together at separate times. I'm not trying to brag. I'm just, I was asking and I thought we might swap stories, but yeah, both times was uh, with Chuck. It was at one of the Warner Brothers stores and it was actually around the time that they were right before they're about to close up. So we're thinking at 96, 97, somewhere around there, you know, and uh, I know Frizz, I met at an art gallery about 92, I think. And, uh, you know, it's like, I saw a lot of these guys, yeah, just in their latter years. And, you know, Chuck was pretty cool. He was wearing a big cowboy hat and he was pretty soft-spoken, but, you know, he he, he meet, met, and gre- met and greeted everyone pretty well. Um, Frizz was kind of laid back too, but, you know, he was older too. You know, you're always thinking of being all, you know, because, you know, what I've heard, but, you know, he's older at that point, so probably more mellow. So. Well, you know, I, so with the two that I've gotten to meet and then gotten to know, um, mm-hmm. Jer, my buddy Jer, right? Mm-hmm. It would be Jerry Eisenberg and Willie Eno. Yeah, he's good. And so we, we didn't, the Jones Family Gathering in 2019, and they had the three tuners there, right? right? And got to see them, but it wasn't until this last year in 2020 when I got to interview Jerry. So we do a pre-interview for about an hour where I'm trying to digest where we're going with stuff. And then I write my notes down so that I know what I'm going to do when I do the interview. And, um, and then what was hilarious was like, I got to know Jerry and we hit it off, had a great conversation, sold a bunch of his art. You know, I bought his pieces. He has this, he did this Gillette commercial with Chuck and there, I, I saw the art on the, on, you know, that was coming up because I get to see obviously what we're going to be putting on for, you know, the, the auction site and stuff and what the gallery is selling. And I looked at these two pieces and it was a, it, it was two drawings that was for sale and it was the little bird, little parrot bird. And he's carrying the letters for Gillette. I believe it or not. I mean, Mark, you and I share the beard um, Camden <laughs> one day. Uh, so believe it or not, I, I do use a Gillette razor when I'm doing neckline in this right and I have since I was like 16 Hmm. so it was that connection to like Chuck had his hands on this film he worked with Jerry who I really like and Hmm. it's a product that I use and it was done in the (laughs) and it was two production drawings so I bought them I'm like I gotta have I gotta have Jerry stuff and he he emailed me afterwards sweetest dude right and he's like hey Ben blah 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 emails my email him back he emails me again and then, uh, and we kind of carry on a little bit. And then we get to where we're coming up to Jerry Eisenberg too, which was this last February, I think we did. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we were getting into Marvel because we didn't get a chance to get into Marvel and his time with Stan. Do you know that dude had like, Stan and him were buddies. Did you know that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 had a, I had a re-election about Stan Lee and buddies with somebody when I talked to Judy Levito. And apparently okay. Stan Lee... And Abe Levito, as well as a couple of New Yorker cartoons, 
were war buddies. They were, and, and, and like they sent letters back and forth throughout Stan's entire career. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, so, so um, Jerry brings out these, we have these like letters, you know, from Stan to Jer, right? Which like, that's what I saw too. Yes. And they so, only wrote a lot of letters to people. What, which, yeah, and then they get into this email thing in the 80s or whatever it was. And Stan's trying to tell them, to be like, dude, you got to try this email thing. It's way easier. And um, so, <laughs> but, like, I'm talking with Jerry Eisenberg. And to, to, to get to know him, so when we were doing round two, and he called me up. He's got my cell phone number, and I've got his number. And he called me up to talk about the show the night before. And, you know, it's like, I don't know if I'll remember, you know, if, if I, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't remember more stories. I'm like, dude, you just told me, like, five. But the, and, 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 and before you told me the five, you told me you couldn't remember any stories. I think you're going to do fine. And so Jerry and I are talking for like an hour and a half. And I'm, I've been getting to know him. And there, Mark, is my another Chuck connection of somebody who worked closely with him and then, you know, is imparting those things as well as still on his game, you know, drawing and doing stuff. So right. I didn't get to meet Chuck. I, I've gotten to meet some great people, you know, even like Eric um, Goldberg and stuff like that, who have been influenced heavily, worked closely with him. And so I, that to me is kind of like, it, it just kind of, you know, I get that second tier effect that makes me feel like it's a first tier. Right. Right. I know. I know how that feels. Yeah. But it's awesome <laughs> for you that you got to meet him because yeah. nothing beats that. Right. And it makes, I have to say, it makes me feel bad that, you know, I was like, cash poor i mean he was selling things that were like your pictures and it's like if only i had a couple grand because you know you want to make you know it's chuck jones you want to make him happy and it's like all i could do was just have him sign the little program saying here <laughs> it's like but i wanted to buy something you know <laughs> what's cool about that though and, and i get this from like craig and talking with linda and stuff too yeah he loved that like the fact that you would go up and take an interest in his stuff, him signing and autographing your thing and a little doodle on whatnot, loved it. Loved yeah. doing that. And it's it's that I think it's that kind of um, that kind of character, right? Like his character and his willingness to talk to everybody, make sure nobody went with it. You know, like if you came out to see him and you stood in line, gosh darn it, he was going to wait until he got to talk to you. Yeah, you know, and he did. And, he it was a very long line uh, when I saw him. It was this was in San Jose, California. If you're wondering where it was, and yeah, the line was. It was in a shopping mall, and the line was basically considering it's a mall out the door, out the door of the mall itself, you know. And uh, he stayed there till everyone signed. You know, I just hung around in the shop. I had a couple friends with me, and we just hung out and just watched him sign and talk to people, you know, because they weren't kicking us out you know nope. <laughs> you know and it was just really cool and then as it kind of wound down then we left but you know it's like i just was like oh wow you know <laughs> but for <laughs> someone for someone like him who's a legend right yeah. and for him to sit there and appreciate everybody you know like that that to me like if you ever get like there's some guys out there who are bigger you know they think they're bigger than the shoes that they're in and stuff like <laughs> that right and really at the end of the day when it comes down to it we're creating Sometimes it hits, sometimes it doesn't. But even if somebody comes out to like, I really love this piece you did or whatever, or, you know, they just want to do a thing. Chuck's, you know, like Chuck is like, I, I would say like the prime example for me in the creative field of someone at the peak, like who's, who's he's at the top, right? But he, he always took the time to talk to everybody and made you feel 
and now obviously I don't have a personal experience, but of people that I know, and I'm sure you yeah, felt this way. You're right. Yeah. You feel like you two are just, just two normal guys talking about whatever, right? Yeah. And, and that thing of what it wasn't that he was greater than you, he was equal to you. And that's yeah. how he that's how he treated people. That's yeah. freaking awesome. So to be able to do this stuff for a guy who was like that and created mm-hmm. all this, that makes it all the more special. Mm-hmm. I have one more question about what you're drawing and stuff, because I keep looking at the Bugs Bunny one to your left and I go, do you draw this stuff kind of freehand or like when you're doing it? Okay. Well, you're already nodding, but uh, do you ever put like uh, on your big screen TV, the frame you kind of want to replicate as it were, just to kind of get the colors right or get the, the shapes right or whatever. Oh yeah. 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 There's, reference all the time so um when i first started out to kind of give you that like everything gets sketched and i do digital stuff i i love drawing on my ipad and i've got a cintiq and i'll do that stuff too nothing it's still nothing takes the place of pencil and paper and that tangible tactile feel (laughs) right and so what i'll do is i've got 134 inch which if i turn this around there's 134 inch screen and it's a projection screen and then i'll either I've got three 27 inch monitors here we all, I work in all Mac. So I, I've got everything. I'll have stuff set up and I'll sketch off kind of an idea where I'll have an idea for someone to be like, I love this moment in the film. Mm-hmm. Well, let me get that down because there's certain things that when I paint it, it'll be in my style, but I want that drawing, you know, that composition and just how the, the model of the character to, I want it to have that feel that I want. Like I wouldn't, I'm not going to buy something totally whacked, right? I, I need to be able to feel that. Right. Plus, I'm doing my Picasso line. My Picasso line does really well. And that's fun because it's highly exaggerated. But this stuff, yeah, I'll put the frame up. I'll reference it, but I'll hand sketch all of it. And then usually what I'll do with this stuff is I'll, I'll scan it in, right? Or I'll, I'll snap a picture. I'll frame it out, get all my stuff done, and, and I'll submit my concept. And then if it gets approved, I've got a, a, proje- a mini projector. And I'll go into a dark room that I have on the other side and I will reproject my drawing onto the canvas. Hmm. So for one, it's faster. And instead of me going through and trying to reframe my composition and especially on canvas. And if I get all my, I'll get all my main stuff down first, I'll go in and tighten up my sketch afterwards by hand, but I'll just project my drawing back onto the canvas and then I'll do, and then I'll do that. When it comes to the sketches and uh, what I've got to do for that on paper, that's straight up drawing every time. There is no projecting anything. It's, I better, I better get it right. Yeah. Hmm. Very cool. Now, I, I read on your website, I went on just because I always make little notes and stuff, um, that you also teach among all the million other things. Are you doing that during this pandemic time? And when you do, what do you teach? Is it fine art or how to draw like Chuck Jones or a little of both? Both. So, okay. Um, but pre-pandemic, I, I do where I've got students that I will mentor on a monthly basis, right? Once a month and we'll work on stuff. And there's serious art students that want to get into art school and have a career in the arts. So uh, I, I've got two students right now at um, SCAD down in Georgia. So, so uh, Savannah College of Art Design. And then I've got another like junior. I usually start like around the freshman, sophomore year has kind of been the, the thing. And I was doing that, that was one-on-one, but I, and I would teach here. So I would host a Chuck Jones Center program and I would teach different grade levels, different stuff. And 
it's art like essentials of art and painting and stuff like that how to draw characters how to draw life forms that kind of stuff and then obviously we're using i'm using the looney tunes so <laughs> i'll teach how to draw bugs bunny as part of you know the thing and then when we got to pandemic literally uh no joke a year ago today or tomorrow was <laughs> our first live where craig was like hey so what if we just did this online because it came to a halt like schools here right. were closed right nothing was happening and so um craig was like what if we uh do the zoom thing and uh let's we'll figure it out we'll draw bugs bunny we'll we'll, we'll do something <laughs> I was like i was like wait you want to what and i said teach online okay let's try it and <clears throat> we had been talking about it but nothing had like come to like a fruition yet there so we started out and we are, I think this last week on Monday was our 230th class. Wow. <laughs> That's really cool. <laughs> so let's see. Mark, I think Ben's frozen up a bit. I know. It's like it, these connections sometimes I just kind of go, oh no, we lost him. Maybe he's gone. <laughs> Maybe he'll log back in. Um, well, yep, here he comes back. So I can ask, oh. hey, we lost you. <laughs> right, I, I looked and I'm like, why did I stop? Um, I don't know where it cut off. Did, yeah. did you hear the 230th class thing? Yes. And that was about got, the last it, thing. the very end of the, uh, you, you and then you went. the statement and then it cut off. <laughs> so, uh, so, um, yeah, it's gone the go whole ahead. time and it's every week. Like I'm taking the month of April off, but I teach for them. I teach for Chuck Jones, uh, the Irvine Public School Foundation classes for them so i've been doing that since last fall and it just keeps and i've done classes for here for kids and school and everything else so it really ballooned very quickly into this format that i got very used to pretty quick that's really cool okay the other question i have is um it mentions that you did a graphic novel and uh i don't know if you do any of that if you don't have time for it now but it's uh, the adventures of mac and grunt is that the name of it so, <laughs> so tell me about that <laughs> are you familiar with inktober yes okay so i love inktober I, I this was my fifth year doing it not my buddy and i took on the challenge and our goal was to just get through one a day and see what it worked and so it wasn't really i was just following the prompts well last year i wanted to do something i did my monkeys i have so the graphic novel that i'm writing is three monkeys and an aardvark which oh yeah, is, I saw that too. yeah. Mm -hmm. that's the name of my design agency but that's also oh, okay. it started it started with four characters and each of the monkeys has a different personality traits that are strong but they independently cannot achieve what collectively they can so it's like an indiana jones wizard of oz type thing that i'm writing right now because i've found an absolute fascination with writing and so i'm writing a graphic novel somewhere between 80 and 100 pages and then i'm going to illustrate the whole thing a graphic novel oh. where do i find the time i don't know but i'm finding it <laughs> and um and so the adventures of mac and grunt where my my younger two i have nicknames for all my kids and uh so uh Mac is Michaela is my four-year-old daughter and we call her Mac and um, Hunter he got the nickname grunt because when he was he, and he still kind of does this in his sleep when he was like an infant he would just grunt I'm like <clears throat> right and so we're like oh like hunty the grunty right everything's got a rhyme and uh, and so it, it ended up just being grunt and and that's so and it's hilarious because that's what we call him so the adventures of Mac and grunt is about things 
that go on in the studio, their imaginations and how that works. They love dinosaurs and Jurassic Park. They love the classic Looney Tunes, not the new stuff. Um, you know, and and all the other stuff. I'm not knocking it. I'm just <laughs> not the same. And um, so you know th those kind of things and their influences and and the way the two play with each other because they're they're almost they're like 23 months apart. Mm. And so the Inktober for me was taking all the prompts and being like, what is it about this prompt that reminds me of my two smallest children? And, and then coming up with a one frame story, essentially, that would explain that and then doing it. And then by the time I was done, because I had enough forward thinking to be like, I could do a little book of this. Um, <laughs> I, I had already my layout designed and, and I, I mean, I've been a designer since I was 26 and I'm 41. So um, I've been doing it for a long time. I'm fast at it. And so I did my whole layout. I had the whole thing and I'm, and I ended up making this like 40 page book with the sketches and then the full inked things from day one to 31. And so that was my, that was my tribute to my kids, to my youngest two kids and their imaginations and playtime was the adventures of Mac and Grunt, my inktober sketches. And then I, I printed it. I sold a whole crap load of them. There we go. And, and that became the <laughs> first kind of thing for me of like putting things together because the fine art stuff is I have three companies. I've got three monkeys and Aardvark studios, which is design. I've got the backyard experience, which is the nonprofit that has the Chuck Jones center for creativity, Chicagoland. And then I have bionic squirrel studios because apparently I love animals. <laughs> and, um, and so bionic squirrel studios is all about the art of Ben Olson. And that's, that's my fine art stuff. That's the Mac and grunt, right? That's me expressing myself as an artist different from me as a designer. So this was like creating products basically that I could be like, um, I could draw that and sell those. That's cool. Cause I am an entrepreneur also. Um, <laughs> and starving artists know the difference is entrepreneurship. So that's how Mac and Grunt came about. And I have this 40 page book that I printed. And so I've got, I've got some here, but, um, sold a whole bunch of them and it, it's, it's a blast, but that got me on that, that kind of writing thing too, where I'm starting mm -hmm. to write. So this graphic novel, is it's my love child and one day it will grow up. I just don't know when. <laughs> Your kids have no idea. <laughs> no, well, it, the thing about the graphic novel is it's about three monkeys and an aardvark. And, and if you take a look at what I do as a creative agency, the, you need a visionary, you need a planner, you need somebody who can execute the work. I was and, just saying because your kids are too little. Yeah, well, they won't, they'll get it later. <laughs> That, that, that the Mac and Grunt thing because me. they can see themselves in the pictures and they understand it's them. Um, the graphic novel is, is very much about me as a person and the <laughs> journey I've had to go through in some things and using pop culture, you know, like there might be a hammer that conducts electricity. I don't know. Or a, or a shield <laughs> or something. I don't know. <laughs> but that whole idea of, of, you know, finding yourself and then your own faults and how those things domino and doing it in a cartoon, you know, illustrated format. Very cool. Um, I don't have any more questions. Cam, did you have any more at this point? Okay. Well then the thing I always say at this point is, uh, where can people find you? I know right now we're in pandemic, so you're not doing touring around, but, uh, how can people contact you, promote your websites, promote books, go through, yeah. go through it all. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so yeah, we're, we're just now kind of getting where here in Illinois, where we can start to do some stuff. So we're going to be back out at the Schaumburg Boomers on June 19th, which is okay. the day 
for Father's Day doing our Chuck Jones Big Draw, which is a creative thing for the entire family in a baseball game setting. Um, my website is... For the family members who can draw. What's like, that? Me. For the family members who can draw, unlike me. Everybody can draw. I had a I had a lengthy argument with Craig about that. A lengthy one. He's just like, well, I can't even draw a straight line. Really, he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, well, straight line is always the word. I'm like, dude, I can't draw. Like, dude, just just feel with it. I can't draw. I know you're busy promoting, but I always say, if you can draw numbers or letters, you can draw. And that that is an excellent point. So, Camden, I so can't. <laughs> Some inner potential. you wait till i see you next buddy you wait uh, so uh in person and we'll we'll bust out some pencil and paper mm-hmm. so um my website for the for the art stuff that i do in this is uh ben olson hyphen art.com olson with an o i'm not the norwegian i am the swede um so <laughs> ben olson, yeah ben, ben olson Part. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I, I joke around with my buddies who are like they go to the EN or they're they're from like Finland and like Norway and, and I'm like, look, man, I don't have anything against you, right? But sweet. So um, <laughs> so Ben Olson hyphen art dot com and then um, at Ben Olson underscore is art is my Instagram and then I'm on Facebook. So I'm I'm doing stuff right now and you know that that's the online formats you can find me in my studios here in Schaumburg. The address is on both. And then I do these art drop things. So are you familiar with an art drop? No. Explain. <laughs> so art drop is where basically I will do a small sketch, right? And, and I'm not, I did not invent this. Friends of mine do it on both coasts. Um, but you, I'll do a small sketch and it's a piece of art. And then I will hide it somewhere in the town or wherever I'm at. Hmm. And then I'll give a clue to that. And I'll say, um, you know, I'm east side of Schaumburg. Here's the clue to whatever. And you got to find it. You got to find it. And the first one that gets it keeps it. But the way I did it was I have two sketches in there. I just so happen to be doing one tomorrow. So <laughs> it's like I've got looking for I've the got, Pinkachu. <laughs> yeah, I've got, got a pink, right? So there's pink. And then I've got, um, I've got Simba and Timon, right? So there's, it's in colored pencil. It's on black paper. And I will hide it tomorrow and then people i'm telling you i've had people steal cars um that's a whole story in and of itself i've had wait wait you gotta explain this i've had people running red lights speeding down like 20 30 miles an hour over the speed limit to try to get through these things the fastest someone got it is three minutes wow and i'm like all i did was they were at it they were going to a costco down the street they saw me post because they're they they all stalk my facebook and instagram and as soon as I post it, they're gone. And it's hilarious. I did it for Christmas, and I called it the 12 art drops of Christmas. I didn't know if anybody would even care about this, right? <laughs> and so I did all these sketches in, in part because I wanted to bring some joy, right? It's the holiday season. It's COVID. It sucks. And, and I'm like, I want to do something happy. And I, I come to my studio every day. I'm in my happy place. So I'm going to do the 12 art drops of Christmas. I'm going to do two sketches. You find one, and then you have to gift one to somebody else. So you can't keep both. How do you know if they're going to do that? I'm just pointing that out. They all all do. They all do. Everybody's done it. So I did 12, which means I did 24 drawings in in two weeks, 12 days. And it went gangbusters. Wow. 
the yeah, that's the stealing car, whatever stuff. Like I, one of the clues was drive it like you stole it. Well, there was a car running, so one of the women gets in the car and drives it up to me. It's like I got, I stole the car, and I'm like, that no, that's that I didn't mean steal the car to get the drawing. You got to put that car back. And so she had to go <laughs> and go park the thing. I'm like, it was in the driver's seat. It was the passenger seat of my buddy's van because we were at his business. That's where I hit it. That's why. I oh, I was. I think you're actually. They just jumped in a car and just drove to find it. <laughs> no, but they, well, everybody comes to this business because I, I say where I'm at, right? I don't think where the drawing is, but I give a clue. And I said, drive it like you stole it. Now his logo's all over the stuff. I thought, I thought there was a car running at the end of the thing, at the end of the unit. Somebody went through this dude's car and then they pulled it up to me. And I was like, oh my gosh, this guy like got into his car because he wouldn't, he wasn't really talking to anybody, which why would you at that point? at that I just let people do their thing take my car if you need to and he drives by us all because somebody found the sketches right awesome he drives by and he just does this as he's driving by right and then keeps going doesn't stop doesn't say anything it was hilarious so I what I wanted to do is this 12 art drops of 1220 of 21 which is once a month so last week because I didn't do any in February or January I did two and I did like a tink stitch and tink and I did a couple other things. And this is, for me, this is also a way to practice, right? To mm -hmm. hone it in. So anyway, tomorrow I'm doing that. I'm going to do a road rally this summer. That's going to be psychotic because I'm going to do five and like it's every hour there's stuff to drop and you got to come back to center and then everybody takes off. Wow. I think we're going to traffic problems. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> our art drop, it's turned into this really fun. I do it online too, or I'll hide stuff on my site. Like if you go look at the art drop tab, you can actually see what we've done or what I've done. But um, it's just, it's, it, I like it because I want to bring some happiness to people, you know, and uh, from all over the place. I've had people win in California and, and other stuff. It's just been a blast. Anyway, there you go. Very cool. <laughs> Well, um, I want to thank you, Ben, for <laughs> a very enlightening and possibly strange conversation here. <laughs> uh, and uh, thank you, Camden, for uh, bringing me along. And uh, Camden, do you want to promote your um, uh, page with Jerry Beck? Since yeah, you're... I do something called, I call it the Speed Report, but everyone's going to pronounce it the Spies Report, so that's what it's called. So, <laughs> So, um, and I just did one on the Chuck Jones Wizard of Oz special, um, and um, which I got some rare interviews at the Olympic Coast, so you can find it there. But you can find my own blog, Termite Terrace Headlines, and I'll be back here. I swear. I'll figure out some way to get back here. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure having you both here today on the Fun Ideas Podcast, and we'll see you next time. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Right, thank you. Thank you for listening, and thank you, Camden Spees and Ben Olson, for being my special guests. Remember, you can always watch the video version of this episode on YouTube. Episode 112 will be coming soon. If you would like to comment and or be a guest on this podcast, please drop me a line at funideas.mark at gmail.com. Become a patron of Mark Arnold and Fun Ideas Productions. If everyone listening just contributed a dollar a month, that would be a tremendous help in continuing the production of my books and this podcast. Also, subscribe to my YouTube channel. The opening and closing music for the Fun Ideas podcast is provided courtesy of Danny Salazi of the characters and is used with permission. This has been the Fun Ideas podcast. 
This is Mark Arnold speaking. This episode is copyright 2021, Fun Ideas Productions. Thank you, and good night.